Welcome to another season episode of Alone on IJDHTF. Nice. Where we are recapping season three of Alone, obviously. Yeah. And this season, they are in the Patagonia. Yeah, so Patagonia is in the south of Argentina. So like super south. So it gets really cold in the wintertime. And if you don't know anything about Alone, maybe you haven't listened to our previous episodes. You haven't seen it. You're, you just clicked on this because you're like, I don't know. Like, might as well start here. Then Alone is the show on History Channel where they send 10 people out into the wild, like completely alone. And they're all separated by a minimum of about five miles from each other. And they basically have to survive all alone in the wild. And they have 10 items they're allowed to bring. They have like a list of 40. They each get to pick 10. And they basically see who lasts the longest. And the winner gets half a million dollars. Yeah. So in Patagonia, the contestants mostly have to survive on rainbow trout, um, forage for like mushrooms and different types of herbs and berries, uh, small birds, and possibly wild boar if they can figure that one out. Uh, there also are foxes, but those probably really w- aren't really worth their time. They also don't have any access to like the flotsam or the jetsam, and they were also told that they shouldn't be eating the mice this season. Because they had a virus that could uh, had a 40% chance of killing. And this was so. a weird one foraging as well because a lot of the roots around them were poisonous. And the plants, so they had to be really picky about what they were picking and what they were eating. Mm -hmm. Because if they ate the wrong thing, that could be very detrimental to the rest of their game. And as we'll talk about later, they do also have Chilean recluses, which are like poisonous spiders. And pumas, which are like sneaky ninjas. 200 pound ninja cats. cats. Uh, So we're going to start with the first person to leave and go up to the, the winner. The winner. So the first person that takes off, takes off after three days. And this is, I want to say a surprise because they have had the opportunity to watch two seasons of Alone and Mm -hmm. kind of like figure out a game plan. Yeah, this guy came in. He was like a survival teacher kind of thing. Like he taught classes about surviving in the wild. And his wife was at the time... Or he and his wife were technically adopting three kids. Yeah. While he was gone. And this was Jim Shields. He's 37. He's from Pennsylvania. And basically, after three days, he's like, I miss my family. I have to go. And it's like, you knew how long you were going to be gone for. Yeah. This just seemed like a very strange thing. I think that he saw that there was just no way he was going to make it 50. I think that's what it is, but... And he said what he always taught his students was like, oh, you can do anything with a positive attitude. And then he realized you can't just do everything with a positive attitude. Well, like, like he got into like the third day and it was like pouring down rain and overcast and he was just like, I am not having a very positive attitude. He's well, like Well, even if he was having a positive attitude, it's like that doesn't get you any further. Like, yeah. at some point you have to actually be putting in work to make your shelter better and your food better correct you can't just be like well i have a good attitude so i'm gonna make it yeah which he did have some survival skills but he realized that he was not up to the stuff uh the next person to leave was zachary galt this person lost it i actually was not surprised this person left at all as the second person because 
he was like walking around. He was exhausted. And then he's like complaining about all the roots. And he's like flinging his axe around and his knife trying to like cut yeah, down the bush. He brush. also was the youngest. Yes. At 22 years old. And he basically, just like Lindsay said, he was complaining about the roots being tripping him. And to me, I'm like, I just don't think he had the wealth of experience that some of these other people It's had. like he got hungry and he just like lost it. Yeah. And he was just like, I'm going to work really hard to build a shelter. But he kind of like, from what I saw, he kind of just fervently burned his energy in like a not very thoughtful way. So he ends up tripping over a root and cutting his arm with the back of his axe. And has to get medically evacuated because they can't stop the bleeding. Uh, I think that the bleeding may have stopped, but they needed to put stitches in. Well, I think that's the thing. Like, every time it stopped, it would start bleeding again because it needed stitches. Yeah, so he probably could have if he knew, again, he didn't have the experience. If he knew kind of how to, like, blood clot it. Well, the thing is, he wasn't even putting pressure on it. Yeah, and also, I don't think he had caught any food, and he was eight days in. So, at that point, he was basically living off whatever he brought, and then also wheat. Yeah. So, next up, we have Brit Hart, or a Hart, a Hart, Brit Hart. He was 40 from Iowa, and he lasted 35 days. So, he lasted, what, three weeks longer than the second place person, or the second person to drop out. Yeah, this was kind of significant because 35 days is a little over a month so Mm -hmm. that's a huge gap between the last person that left well think about it at even eight days where the second guy left in this season in the very first season they only had four people left at that point yeah remember like or whatever it was something crazy where so many people dropped out so fast yep and now you're getting people that are lasting a lot longer and he was like a he was a military guy, I think. I think so too. So basically from what I saw is a little different than what he said. Basically he said, Oh man, I really miss my family. What I saw was that he wasn't getting the right like he hadn't moderated his food very mm-hmm. well. And so like he was getting these bursts of energy in the morning and then he was just like he's he said it himself the best way. He was getting, like, a battery. Mm-hmm. Like, he had to basically recharge his batteries, like, all the time because he just ran out of energy so fast. So... I think he was kind of like, I could make it a little bit longer, but I'm not going to make it to near, the end. Yeah. Like, at and this I think point, he was, I'd rather see my family. I think he was starting to starve. He, had, he was running low on supply. He had, like, fervently uh, used up his snares Mm -hmm. so like he didn't have any of that left and he was basically trying to catch rabbit and boar with fishing net line and that's when you know you're kind of like yeah because like he could have used that fishing line to put out more lines for fish so i don't know if he just didn't feel confident in his fishing ability uh it sure looked like he wasn't catching any fish yeah so then after he leaves it's another two weeks before the next two people leave which is Dan Wawak from Pennsylvania. He was 34. And this guy kind of reminded me of Andrew's brother a little bit. He was all about conserving, though. He was like, move less, like, 
burn less calories type of deal. So, like, I'm not going to go and try to make a bunch of furniture and do a bunch of things. Like, yeah. I'm just going to sit in peace and conserve as much energy as, much. as possible. And if he has to do something, he'll do it. And if he has to He's like, food. I'm going to go check my fishing lines once a day. Yeah. If there's fish there, I'll cook it, I'll eat it, and then we're just going to conserve more energy. Yeah, which honestly worked 51 For 51 days. days. <laughs> he also was a bigger guy, though, so I don't know. He probably had a lot more calories just in his muscle and his body fat which they said he was six foot five and required like two thousand calories a day to maintain so that's really tough like even if you're eating a fish and some pemmican and some whatever lentils every day like if he had chosen the food which i'm assuming he did as one of his 10 items like it's still really hard to get even close to two thousand calories a day which i'm Kind of like guessing that's why he chose the strategy he did mm-hmm. because he was like, oh, if I can move less, I can get my calorie consumption down. Mm-hmm. So because he knew his body would burn a lot. Yeah. Um, it's hard, though, because you have like some the top contenders are always foraging. They're always like finding mushrooms. They're always like catching mini fish. So I think it was a very interesting strategy. I think he would have to be a lot more. Um, fat, fat. He would have to have a lot more fat on his body. Like the guy who won. Yeah, which the we'll guy talk who about won. later. Yeah. But next up, who left the same day was Greg Ovens. He was fifty three, and he was from British Columbia. And this guy was so Canadian. He was, but he also was one of my favorite. He kind of remind me remind me of like, just like a cozy like, I don't know. He's like Bigfoot kind of, <laughs> but like a friendly big. I don't know. It's just. He just reminded me of, like, a Muppet, kind of. I don't know. He's, like, a big, friendly guy who's just, like, out there. And he had, like, this little feud with a fox. Oh, yeah. He had the funniest commentary. I I really liked this guy. I really liked him, but he did end up falling in the water while trying to get a fish. He was kind of clumsy. And he he was clumsy, but he was also to the point where he was starting to starve. So I think... The hungrier you are, the more clumsy you're going to become. So if you're well, already clumsy and then you're like exhausted and starving, you're going to trip over stuff. I think he was actually catching quite a bit of fish. However, I don't think it was sustaining him very well because like he was at the beginning, he had a camp, which is actually a really cool little spot, but th- apparently there was no firewood near him. So he had to travel very far, like, you know, a quarter mile or uh, maybe not that far. 100 meters, maybe. Yeah, I mean... To get firewood. He was someone I thought would have made it longer. Yeah. Or, I mean, not longer day-wise, but I thought he would be... Wouldn't have gone out like top that. six. Yeah. And the, the thing is, is he just... He knew he was burning too many calories, mm-hmm. even though he was eating pretty well. He was also expanding a lot of energy, like, trying to catch game. Mm-hmm. So, and then the fox was eating his resources so it was kind of like this guy okay so he was trying to then catch the fox because he was originally trying to catch boar and then the fox kept stealing the bait but boar doesn't eat like they don't eat fish guts and that's what not that i know of. that's what he kept using and so then it's like the fox kept taking it because they're sneaky and they can take it yeah because they like meat but it's like you're never going to catch a boar with fish guts up high. Like they're not going to jump up and take your fish guts. Yeah. So he 
had like some weird things. He where... just had he made a trap for yeah. the fox and the fox outsmarted him. And if you know anything about foxes, they're smart and they have really great smells. So yeah. I now want to take a quick second to talk about our sponsors for this week's episode. The first of which is BetterHelp. What is currently interfering with your happiness? I know the things that are kind of holding me back right now are grief of getting over the loss of our dog, plus the stress of the holidays, and that's why I'm in love with BetterHelp. BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own licensed professional therapist. You can connect in a safe and private online environment, and it's super convenient. You can start communicating in under 24 hours, and it's not self-help, it's professional counseling. You just like send a message to your counselor any time of the day and you'll get a timely and thoughtful response. Plus, you can schedule weekly video or phone sessions, all without ever having to sit in an uncomfortable waiting room, which I personally hate. BetterHelp is committed to facilitating great therapeutic matches so they make it easy and free to change counselors if needed. And this is available to clients worldwide. So regardless of what country you live in, you can try BetterHelp. There's a broad range of expertise available, which may not be locally available in many areas. And the licensed professional counselors are specialized in depression, anger, stress, anxiety, family conflicts, LGBT matters, relationships, grief, sleeping, self-esteem, trauma, and more. And everything you share is confidential. It's convenient, professional, affordable, and you can check out testimonials online. But I do have to say that it's not a crisis hotline. So if you are in crisis, I would recommend seeking out a crisis line versus BetterHelp. But so many people have been helped by BetterHelp that we want to help you today. I want you to start living a happier life. As a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting our sponsor at betterhelp.com slash no time. Join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. Again, that's betterhelp.com slash no time. And then I also have to tell you about Honey because we all shop online and we've all seen that promo code field taunt us at checkout. But thanks to Honey, manually searching for coupon codes is a thing of the past. Honey is the free browser extension that scours the internet for promo codes and applies the best one to your cart. Honey supports over 30,000 stores online, and they range from sites that have tech and gaming products to popular fashion brands and even food delivery. Imagine you're shopping on one of your favorite sites, and when you go to check out, the Honey button drops down, and all you have to do is click Apply Coupons, and it finds you the best one. If Honey finds a working coupon, you'll watch the prices drop immediately. So, I've used Honey a handful of times. I absolutely love it. I got some hiking boots. I got some hiking poles. I saved about $77. And I hate looking for coupon codes on the internet. So the fact that all I had to do was click a button and save 77 bucks, that was a major win. Honey has found it's over 17 million users have saved over $2 billion. That is absolutely insane. So if you don't already have Honey, you could be straight up missing out on savings. It's literally free and installs in a few seconds. And by getting it, you'll be doing yourself solid and supporting this podcast. Get Honey for free at joinhoney.com slash no time. That's joinhoney.com slash no time. So now we are moving on to Andrew and probably my favorite contestant of the season, which is Kelly North. She's 27 from Lopez Island, Washington. And she was probably the person on this season that was thriving the most just the entire time. Yeah, I thought she really was doing a great job. She was an herbalist, so she was always like foraging for really cool herbs. And this actually really helped her because she was bit by that Chilean recluse that I mentioned earlier. And she had three bites. They were infected. 
And the Chilean recluse is as poisonous as a rattlesnake or more poisonous than a rattlesnake. So she was able to like make a paste out of herbs and then gauze it. And then like it started to draw out some of the venom. And then it did take her a few days before she was like sure she was going to stay. Yeah. But the fact that she was able to figure that out was really remarkable. Well, apparently these spiders can cause fever... They can call, cause vomiting. They can cause, they can cause death if you uh, don't failure treat of organs. Yeah. So they're like pretty significant and serious. And uh, she did overcome it though. Her herbalist abilities paid off. She lasted 72 days. She had made like this sweat lodge or sauna similar to people in the previous seasons. But normally people go in and they come out and then they're like, I'm going to go home now. Yeah. Like I've come to see that. I'm ready to leave. So she came out of her sauna the first time and she's like, oh, I'm going to call in. And they like show her pick up her radio and pretend to call in. And then she's like, just kidding. Yeah. Which I'm not doing that. We thought that was hilarious because we were like, oh, trickery. But she had like a really good sense of humor. She was making instruments. She was eating well. Like she had fish. She had herbs. She had like, like relatively well as she could. Yeah. yeah. And... She ended up deciding to leave at 72 days just because she felt like she was ready. She gave her gratitude basically the whole season to the nature around her. Like she was constantly giving gratitude yeah. to the earth. Which she I figured really out the attitude thing for sure. And one day later, we said goodbye to Dave Nessia, who was 49 from Salt Lake City, Utah. And this guy was so thin. Yeah. Like she had lost a little bit of weight, Callie did, but Dave lost... A significant like amount of Dave weight. Dave looked like he was on his last... He was delusional, I think. He kept, like, dozing off while sitting because his body just he's couldn't stay down. awake. Yeah, he was shutting down. And so, yeah, he was losing it. He had 33 halves of dried fish, like fillets, like ready to eat, that he was saving because he thought he was going to make it another 60, 70, 80 days and was trying to ration so he was eating one filet every other day, even though he had all this food. Which I don't know where he got that idea, like, that that's, you just need to save for, like, two months and ration that way. And I'm like, you know, if you don't catch anything for a whole two months, you got bigger problems. Right. And it's like, he was so weak, he couldn't even, like, what would they call it? Not thread the bow, but... He uh, yeah, he couldn't... Set um, the bow. Yeah. He basically couldn't... Yeah. So he was just suffering. He had like fallen from exhaustion and he was having a hard time breathing. Like that's how bad it was. And he thought he could stay. And I think if they would have left him, he might have died. I believe so. His blood pressure was 80 over 60, which is not good. Like that's when your organs are failing and you can just die of heart failure at any point. Yeah. But... I feel like he had, like, an idea that he would just, he could just, I don't, I don't know what. Like, he was almost, like, bold to this point of stubbornness. Well, because he was like, oh, I'll just, I'll start eating. Just let me stay. I'll start eating the fish yeah. that I have saved. And, and they're, they're like, just like, it is it way is too late. beyond repair. Like, you are about to die. Your organs are about to shut off. You know what I mean? So, so that was a bummer at 73 days. He was cool, dude. But then yeah. the next person who left at 78 days was told that same day that she was like borderline, like getting too thin. 
So she like went out and did a ton of foraging and caught like several fish. And then she cracked a tooth by eating something that was slightly too hard. It was like a berry with a bunch of seeds in it. Mm-hmm. And if she would have had more time, she could have like, or she would have thought about it more thoroughly. She could have made a jam mm-hmm. and like boiled the berries down. And it would have separated them from, like, all of the weird. But I think it's, like, when you're stressed because you're, like, man, if I'm not getting enough calories, they're going to pull me. So I need to just eat as anything I can find. Which it's almost like meddling from the production Mm -hmm. a little bit, which kind of bugs me. But I get it because, like, people are starting to, like, starve to death, you know? Yeah. Which, so she left us 78 days. That was Megan. And then at 86 days... Carly, who was 28 from Alaska, she ended up being medical, like, evac, too, because her BMI was too low. And this is where I feel like there was some, like, bias because Dave was very, very underweight. He must have been, like, 2%. He had, like, no fat on him. Whereas Carly was at 16.8% BMI, and they said, oh, too thin, you have to go. And, like... Her blood pressure was fine. Yeah. Like, she was... She seemed relatively She was healthy. like, I'm still catching food. I'm still eating. Like, I'm not ready to leave. Yeah. Like, I feel fine. She had just made a drum. So. And so, he's at, like, 2% BMI. She's at 16.8. And they pulled her as, like... And she'd lost, like, 20 pounds. So, she was only... She was 100 pounds, but we think she's short. And she started out at 120 pounds. So... She really didn't lose that much weight in retrospect. Another thing well, that kind of bugs me is... she weighed slightly more than that because she did lose about 30% of her body weight. Sure. Which would have meant that she would have... No, I guess she would have been about 120 pounds because 30% or something. She probably lost 25, 30 pounds. But even so, she was thin, but I think she was still in good health. I mean, they said she lost 20 pounds, so, but um, Lindsay has some different details, and that's fine. So, one thing that kind of bugged me was that they, I'm surprised that the contestants didn't sign something that said that if you die, we aren't liable. They did sign something like that. So, I don't know why. Well, they don't want their people to die because they're never going to get another season if someone dies. Okay, well, I disagree but because i know it would be a hard like if someone died on a show and then you're like i'm gonna go on that show where that person died last season i'd be like oh, hell yeah. no yeah and then like it's hard to get good people on the show if... because like the good people want to go until they can't go anymore yeah yeah that's hard that's like a thin line you have to be careful of so because she got medical evac Zachary Fowler, who was 36 from Appleton, Maine, ended up winning the whole thing. And about, probably about a weekend to this season, I said, I bet you this guy's going to make it to, like, at least top four. Well, here's the messed up thing. He lost 70 pounds. Mm-hmm. And you have, like, you have... Carly, who lost 20-something. who yeah. lost 20 pounds. And it's like, to me, that's, like, a little bit of a discrepancy and I just feel like maybe Carly got a little bit shafted. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And I and feel like it bums me out that the second place person on this show doesn't get any sort of like prize money. Like I feel like if the first place gets half a million, the second place should be getting 100000 or something. Something, yeah. Because she had like 
gone to the point where she had to recoup for five months is what Mm -hmm. she was saying. Like her body was messed up because like she had adapted, her body started adapting to a low calorie diet. Well, imagine trying to go back, like even like a month or two later, you probably still can't stomach French fries. Yeah. Like in the oils and the grease and like, yeah, there's no way. And Zach, I don't feel bad. Like I don't hold anything against Zachary, the winner, because he was a pretty crafty guy. Oh, he made a really cool, like, bamboo hut. He was, like, he had shelves. He had, like, all these cool things. He also, like, he just made a bunch of really cool crafty stuff. He ate relatively well. But when he started off, he was probably, like, 220, 230 pounds. So it took him a lot longer to go into, like, that hunger starvation mode that everyone else had been in for a long time. So I think about the time he got pulled... Like, or not pulled, but by the time he won, they had even told him, like, oh, your BMI is starting to get a little low. Because I think then they were really worried about it because Dave's was so low that they had to, like, really think more about everyone else's. Which Um, he still looked like he had a little bit of weight, but he was skinny. Yeah. And he was definitely starving, and it didn't look like he was catching anything at the end there, like, food-wise. And he was eating, like, roots. Mm Mm-hmm. Which we talked about earlier as being some roots are possibly poisonous. Which I like he had cooked up some roots that he hadn't cooked for. Like he had had them for a long time, but he hadn't cooked them because he was like, is it worth it? Is it not worth it? So he cooks them. And then he's like sobbing and he's like, they taste like carrots. (laughs) (laughs) And then he's like, I'm losing it. They taste like carrots, and I'm like. But it is nice because he does have a wife and kids, and it is nice that he was able. Yeah, to Yeah, it was nice. Out. Yeah, and I don't know if Carly was just being stubborn, like she was really just starving. She wasn't catching anything. That's the thing. I think the people this season were mentally a lot stronger than the people in like season or one or two. Mentally more prepared, possibly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like they were ready to like die for it. And they were and... all in the mindset that they were gonna last no matter yeah. what. And to me, that was, like, a positive and a negative. So, yeah, we did it. We covered it. Okay, so we will talk to you guys next week for season four of Alone on I Just Don't Have Time For. All right, bye.